Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Skull Vikes with Cole and Mike podcast. I'm Cole. And I'm Mike. And we're your hosts of the show. And as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Crazy, crazy game um, this past Sunday. Vikings beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-28. There's so much that happened in this game, so much to unpack. Um, where do we even start with this game, Mike? I think we gotta we gotta start with the quarterbacks. Um, you know, Jaron Hall starting out the game and actually playing really well. I think he surpassed yeah. most people's expectation. Um, you know, do, make, do making some plays of his legs. Um, it just seemed like he was on target most of his passes. He seemed very comfortable um, in the pocket, even when pressure was coming at him. But um, just kind of an unfortunate play happens at the goal yeah. line um, early in the game. I thought he was going to score, too. I know. Like he was going for it. And, like, dude, for a fifth-round pick, like, dude, he looked, like, as comfortable as could be um, yep. in the in the pocket. So, uh, I really wish the best for him, man. I know uh, concussions are not fun. But, um, yeah, like, Josh Dobbs just coming in, like, you know. Dobbs. Probably <laughs> basically fresh off the bus. Like, this dude had <laughs> – I, I actually was talking to somebody about it and uh, yeah, apparently this guy, like he literally had two days to like look yeah. at the playbook. Well, so, he was picked up on the trade deadline, which was, the I mean, I mean, he didn't like, if you saw his interview, like he didn't even know like a lot of the names of the players on the team um, <laughs> had barely just, thrown to him. <laughs> dude, it was almost like a, it was almost like a Joe Webb like moment where, you know, we got this guy who's like, no idea how he's going to do on this team. Like, and he plays a really great game and, you know, he turned the ball over, but at the same time, like he extended plays that like should like in any like scenario, like with a non, like the Vikings quarterbacks were used to, like that would not have happened. Like, I just think at the end of the game, that game winning drive, that fourth and seven, that it looked like he was going to get sacked and lost the game and ended up, like making it like a oh. 25 yard run it was like what is going on like i don't know how he uh, how he picked up he picked up like another 10 yards after getting the fourth and seven yeah and like i don't know how many because I, I i'm not like i don't watch many cardinals games i don't i don't think you do either like i guess yeah. he was the starter for arizona so mm-hmm. um he he has experience but i mean I, I don't think anybody thought he would play as well as that. Um, Definitely not. And then, and then, Cole, I just want, like, it, was that kind of your biggest takeaway, or did you have something else that was, like, the first thing that came on your mind thinking about this game? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the first thing with everybody. Um, and we'll kind of get into, you know, more players that had different impacts on the game. But just to kind of reiterate um, what you were saying, you know, I was looking forward to the Jaron Hall era. I liked what I saw from him. Um, but, you know, hoping for the best. Um, and again, like you were saying, I didn't really know what to think about Josh Dobbs. I only saw some highlights from him on YouTube. Um, 
you know, he starts off with some of those turnovers, some silly plays, but then he really turned it on, um, marched down the field, put together some really good drives. Um, you know, he has that touchdown to Madison. He ran one in. Um, and that two-point conversion was really impressive to see. And then um, game-winning touchdown to Brandon Powell. So I would just say, you know, to be signed by this team um, at the trade deadline, try your best to learn most of the playbook and to be thrown into the fire. You know, did you see him doing, like, there was a clip where he was doing the snap counts on the sideline right before he got in because they were trying to get his cadence. Because <laughs> I don't know if he worked with those guys very much. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was so, – yeah, it was wild, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing I would say, though, is like um, I already briefly talked about Jaron Hall, but injuries, man. I mean, yeah. first of all, Derisaw, um wasn't able to play, which was interesting. Then you yeah. got – Cam Akers basically getting almost the same injury Kirk had with the torn Achilles. Then he got like I thought KJ Osborne very mal like almost died on the field. Like that was know, a big hit. Like sure. uh, it was just like and, and for like and I felt like last year like we were pretty healthy, but like this Vikings team is beaten up, man. I mean, you yeah. got our franchise quarterback, our star receiver, um, a lot of key role guys out. Um, but you know, we, we fought through it. It was kind of next man up mentality and, and we got the job done. So, um, no yeah. complaints there. I also thought again, our defense, um, it just keeps stepping up. Um, you know, there was, there was one play where it was like, we sent a blitz package and like, it was just like coast to coast, like nobody touched him. But outside yeah. of that, I felt like, you know, the, the packages that Brian Flores is throwing at teams, it's really throwing them off. And it's for the most part, I'd say working. Um, which is really good to see, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, this is the, this is the time in the season, man, where it's really make or break. Um, it's, it's interesting that, that it almost, you know, y- you almost thought when Kirk got hurt, the Vikings were going to, um, to sell. Like you were thinking like, Oh, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I, I don't even know. We're even 500. I don't even know if we were 500 at that point when Kirk got hurt. I think we had just gotten to four and four. Okay. We, we were just at four and four. And then, yeah. you know, a lot of people were like, well, you know, season's over. Let's just sell out for a quarterback, but no, you know, the ownership, they go out, get a veteran guy. And like, no, we're still, we're still in this, we're still in the hunt. And um, the, yeah. the guys really, um, really kind of stepped up to that and, and played well. So um, it was good to see, but yeah, um, just, Real quick, I just wanted to say with the Cam Akers situation, um, you know, obviously unfortunate to see him go down and be out the rest of the season because, you know, we had talked. He was starting to look really good. He still has our only rushing touchdown by a running back, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's insane. But what was crazy is he was listed as the emergency QB in case Dobbs got hurt. And then, <laughs> then he gets hurt, and I, I heard O'Connell joke around about, like, maybe I got to throw in the pads and the helmet and get out there. He's only 38. Like, he hey, could definitely do it. He played he played under Tom Brady. Fun fact. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I hear he was a mobile quarterback, too. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, all things considered, hats off to Mr. Dobbs, man. I mean, that was one heck of a performance. Um, some stats here. Throwing, he was 20 of 30. 158 yards, two touchdowns. And he also led us in rushing, uh, seven carries, 66 yards. And then again on that fourth and seven, it was a crazy scramble. 
Um, but yeah, like I was saying, other Vikings that played great, TJ Hawkinson, man, he's really started to come on these last couple of weeks. Um, seven receptions, 69 yards. And he's just very good at shedding tackles, picking up extra yards. I don't know if you saw that one play where he was just dragging Falcons players, but that was awesome. Um, Jordan Addison, too, five catches, 52 yards, um, made probably the best catch I've seen all seasons in the NFL. Um, 100%. In the crunch time, on the sideline, way up in the air, get your feet in bounds with a toe drag swag. I mean, what a player he is, Mike. Like, what do you got to say about Mr. Addison? Dude, Jordan Addison, man. He's he's looking like a rookie J-Jets out there. Like, I mean, I – like, this – our receiving core is, is so dangerous um, once J-Jets gets back. Oh, um, goodness. And, like, Addison – and it's not like Addison, like, took a while to warm up either. I mean, it was it was week one he made an impact. Um, yep. And he just hasn't looked back. So, um yep. Hats off to the ownership picking this guy up um, kind of late in the first round, or it might have even been the second round. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, just a great pickup by the Vikes. And he, he was a late first round. Sorry, I was, I don't know, I was thinking second round. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really impressed, you know, offensively um, with our young guys, but even defensively, man, I feel like, um, you know, the, we weren't really sure how they were going to play, especially with, you know, a lot of our vets out, but. Um, Josh Metellus has really come into form playing well, our secondary yeah. playing well and our pass rush, man. I mean, it is scary. Um, when you got Neil Hunter, Neil Hunter dude, like some of these guys and, you know, again, like we weren't really sure how they were going to play. Like, you know, given that, you know, we don't have Eric Kendricks anymore. We don't have these familiar faces, but, um, they've really answered the call and, um, I think they're just going to continue to get better. Um, we're a young group. Um, we haven't, this is our first year in the system. And um, I think we keep these guys around. We're going to, we're going to be scary. Oh, Cam Bynum too. My goodness. Cam Bynum has been playing yep. uh, lights out. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really still high on the Vikings. Um, I, I think we still have potential to, to make a, make a run here. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to keep doing the pod here, but. Real quick. Just wanted to say one more shout out here um i thought brandon powell you know when he signed kind of to replace jalen rager i didn't really know what to expect but he he's really as opportunities have come his way he's really made steps and i don't know if you knew this mike but he caught the game-winning touchdown against his former team so and he was battling cramps and he had to come back in the game and finish it out so props to him um david Wessenberry, I believe is his name, stepped in for uh, Darisaw, did great. Um, and then, like you were saying, defensive guys, you know, Byron Murphy Jr. has that huge interception. How about Greg the Leg, too? It was good to see him bounce back. Um, three for three on field goals, two for two on extra points. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Kevin O'Connell, you know, there was some play calling that frustrated me, but I understand it's you know, a guy that we just picked up, like it's not going to look clean, but you know, he, he did really well just communicating with him. Um, I heard when Dobbs was in the huddle calling plays, like other guys were helping him. Like, yeah. So on this one, I'm going to go this way. And then this one it's just like, how do they do this? I don't know how they put that together, but I would say Dobbs is one of the only guys I think you could do that could do what he did there because, you know, um, he graduated from University of Tennessee, 
4.0 GPA, and he did it in aerospace engineering. So, <laughs> have you seen the things that NASA has done about him, dude? Like, I, I, how do you even balance that, bro? Like, I know us <laughs> being college athletes, scientist. like it's like it's a lot, and then you take that like University of Tennessee, that's practically a job. And oh, I'm just gonna pick up aerospace engineering to have a perfect GPA. Like, I don't know, man. That's insane. Like, I I think that kind of played into him memorizing the playbook, and um, it was also cool. He was born and raised in the state of Georgia, so in his home state, aerospace engineer. His game was out of this planet, if you get what I mean. A little pun there, but ooh, yeah, man. <laughs> I know that was terrible, but. Huge shout out to, uh, to they're calling him the pastor, not, um, not my nickname. NASA gave it to him. Uh, Pat McAfee show was saying that. So, yeah, man. Um, and I, I did hear that we announced that we are starting him this Sunday, um, just with Jaron Hall still being in the concussion protocol. Um, so yeah, we get to see more of the, of the Josh Dobbs show, the Dobb father. Um, <laughs> but I love these nicknames. I don't know. I hope one of them catches on 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 social media or something. <laughs> My favorite one's a astronaut for sure. I posted on our story um him in an astronaut suit. But anyways, like you were saying, Mike. Moving on, you know, a lot of history between these two teams. Um, you know, I believe we both had to circle down on the schedule, and you know, obviously. Most people know about the history, 2010 NFC Championship, Bounty Gate. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, since then, the Vikings have had the upper hand on the Saints, I would say. Um, you know, we beat them with Kirk in the playoffs. Um, we beat them last year in London with the double doink thing. This should be a fun game. And also, I would say a big game for the playoff position for NFC because, you know, right now you got Eagles eight and one, Lions six and two, and then 49ers, Saints, Seahawks, Cowboys, and Vikings, all with five wins. So this is really gonna help distance us for playoff playoff positioning. But what are your thoughts on this upcoming game against the Saints? Don't sleep on the Saints. That's my number one thing. Um you saw how we played against them last year. Um, you know, Barely, barely getting by in London. Um, that's with, you know, all of our guys healthy. Um, I, I get – say what you want about Derek Carr, but I think he's been playing pretty well there. Um, their offense is solid. Their defense is good, if not great. I, I think, honestly, um, I, I almost say this every game, our key to victory, um, but I'm, I'm going to say it again. Um, it all has to do with um, our time of possession – and getting up early um you saw in the Atlanta game like our our defense has been good this year but I don't trust our our run defense enough to say that you know if the Saints get up like let's say 10-0 early in the game um I don't know if we'll be able to bounce back from that just given you know how our defense has played against that um just to interject quick Alvin Kamara has historically done very well against the Vikings and I don't even think he uh, correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't he out last year oh and yeah and when I did my Saints predictions I was just under the assumption that he was suspended or injured because every time we play play him he's suspended <laughs> or injured but he's not and that is a very yeah. scary thought 
So you yeah. got one of the one of the one of the better, if not like well, the dude, top three running back. They have a uh, Jamal Williams from the Lions as well. Like in the NFC, you got Jamal Williams. You got a, a really solid O line. You got a solid defensive front um, against yep. and, 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 and secondary against an unexperienced quarterback oh, with Tyler his offense Matthew or whatever. Oh, as well. dude, honestly, bro, I I hate uh, I I'll, I don't know. I'm a little scared of this game. I am I am pretty scared of now, this game. Preseason predictions. I think you had us winning, correct? Yeah, and I think I had us winning by like three under the assumption Kamara was wasn't wasn't playing, and now that Kamara's playing and J Jets is out and Kirk is out and like Darasaw potentially is out. I don't know, man. I don't know if I KJ's I, gonna be out. Acres is Acres out. is out. Um, we got Josh oh, Dobbs. Da- Davenport. <laughs> Davenport. Like, ah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's tough, but you know, we we were able to do it against Atlanta. I think if we run up the score early, we're okay. But it, we have to start out strong. That's the only way we win. Also, also, Cole, um, I, I want your thoughts on this. So, I think I figured out our problem with our goal line offense, and I want to see if you agree with me here. So, I feel like every time the Vikings, you know, get the ball at the three yard line, like we struggle. And I think part of the reason we, we struggle is because we're so, like, obvious with, like, our play calling. Like, we always put out, like, you know, probably two or three skinny wide receivers out, like, probably TJ in the middle, Madison in the back, and we just run the ball. And I think what the Vikings need to start doing is we need to do what almost any other team in the NFL does, and they stack the box, they get, you know, a two, three tight end set, um, get CJ Ham in there, and put as much like muscle in that line and try to push and get the like get the ball in the yeah. Um, I think that's another going to be another key. But um, yeah, I know I spoke a lot about this game. Um, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. So the CJ Ham kind of utilization has not been good at all this year. Um, when I was watching it with some people Sunday, you know, there were so many times where we just did these runs up negative one, negative two, Edison, and it's like. Where is CJ, man? Whatever happened to the good old I formation? You got the quarterback, you got the fullback, and you got your running back. And you got the fullback leading the way. I haven't seen much of CJ at all. And I think it's it's really disappointing because he can catch, he can run, um, he can block. Like, if you're going to line everybody up on the goal line, like you said, have another guy back there. Like, other teams are doing it. Like, what are we doing? So I would agree with you on that. Um, I think we need to utilize our fullback more and, you know, like you said, bring in some other tight ends. Just put some extra beef on the line there. But (laughs) talking about your other point here with this Saints game, you know, you kind of mentioned all their weapons, but you did forget a guy, uh, Mr. Taysom Hill. Now, Taysom Hill has had some really big games against us. Um Last week, he had a receiving touchdown and a passing touchdown. So, Yeah, he always plays well against the Vikings. Yeah, he's he's a very good piece for them. Um, but what I would say is for this upcoming game, um, with the way our defense has been playing and with Jefferson possibly coming back, I'm not sure. I hear it's kind of a coach's decision because – 
we don't want to get him back in there when he's not 100%, get re-injured, now he's out for the whole year. So it's going to be kind of a game-time decision, but I think the Vikings can get this win. Um, defense, the biggest key will be stopping their run, kind of like you were saying, like, you know, we're not good against the run, as you saw with Atlanta. But if we can stop their run or at least slow them down, contain it, Derek Carr is not a quarterback that's going to go out there, throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Um, if you pressure him and make him uncomfortable, I mean, we can shut them down. Um, so that's my take on it. Do you want to go into score predictions here? Yeah, let's do it. It's really hard to tell with <laughs> – I don't know how Josh Dobbs is going to do. All right? Like, I was not expecting that kind of a performance but here's here's the thing too like we just gotta say on the preseason predictions like you know the season is not gonna unfold like like we predicted in the beginning oh like, there's always gonna be if you would have told man. me back then that we have some random free agent quarterback from arizona and we signed all these other guys and all these other guys are hurt i would be like what <laughs> so i don't know it's really hard to do a score prediction but i'm not gonna think about it too deep I'm going to go Vikings 21, Saints 17. I'm going to I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to go Saints 27, Vikes 13. Um we the reason I say that London to New Orleans, man. The the, re- the reason I say that is I I really respect their the Saints defense and I think you know Atlanta's defense is pretty solid. I'd see Saints defense is just as good if not better. Um, I think, you know, granted, we might have J-Jets back, but, um, you know, Dobbs, he played well, but, like, how he won and how he played that game isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like, some of those plays he extended on his legs, like, you can't expect him to do that all the time. Um, and I just think, you know, the, 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 the Saints secondary is too good where if you make a mistake on a pass or a misread on a play that you don't know and you're on the same level of the guys, they're going to take advantage of that. And they're going to use that. So I'm expecting us to struggle early and the Saints just to start running the ball. And it's just going to kind of be a long, slow death um, on Sunday. But I hope that's not the case. I think our defense is totally capable of of sticking in there and and helping us win this game. But I'm not going to I'm not going to I respect Dobbs. I think he played well, but um, I don't have enough respect for him right now to say that. You know, he's just going to go out there and put on a clinic um, like yeah. he did kind of at the end of the game um, last week. Yeah. Another thing I would say is we've kind of struggled at home this year. Um, Dude. And we've done really well on the road. I mean, everything is like opposite of last year. It's so <laughs> weird. Like, we're like, and then we beat the Niners on prime time. Like, I mean, we, we drop one at home to the Buccaneers, then we lose at home to the Chargers. Our first home win was the Niners. So, I mean, and that one was a Kirk masterclass where he just kind of diced up their secondary. So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game, but yeah, what I would like to see from, from our offense is I think Dobbs needs to get the ball out quicker because last week he, there was a lot of times where he held on the ball really long. And it caused some chaos and, you know, he fumbled a couple times and like, you just can't, it's gotta be internal clock in your head. Three, two, one. If it's not there, 
throw it away or, you know, use your legs. But I would like to see some quick passes to get them in a little rhythm. And then, you know, once we get comfortable, then we can move from there. But Okay. Um, um, another question for you, Cole. Um, Would you say if Jaron Hall, you know, gets through concussion protocol next week and is is ready to go, um, you know, against the Broncos, would you – would you want to keep rolling with Dobbs? Would you say it kind of depends on this game? And then also, given how we played on Sunday and kind of how we play the next few weeks, like, um, th- has this changed your attitude on Kirk at all as far as, like, thinking that the Vikes are going to re-sign him? <sighs> Those are some great questions there. Um, Don't mean to put you on the spot, Avery. You no. Can, you can use your Fifth Amendment privilege if you want to. <laughs> I plead the fit. No, I'm just kidding. So, if Dobbs goes out there and does what he did last week, I think you roll with Dobbs again, just off of momentum and things like that. But if he goes out there and kind of just has an average game and, you know, or just doesn't do well at all, then I think you go back to Hall. Um, Because, like I said, I thought he looked good. Um, It was unfortunate that 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 happened. So... I think you still give Hall a chance. And I actually saw somebody commented that in our story. Um, as well as Dobbs played, they'd like to see Hall one more time. So that's what I would say for that. And then as far as Kirk, it's – I don't know. Again, this is such a tough question to answer. But I would say, you know, having a mobile quarterback is an amazing thing. And we've been deprived of that for six seasons as much as Kirk is a great player, man, was it refreshing to see a guy shed a tackle, scramble, pick up 10, 15, 20 yards. Like, I haven't seen that for a while. Even Keenum could do it a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot different. So, I don't know. I, I think the season will tell, but you're kind of you're, – you're still thinking he's coming back or you're just I- – I mean, I think we're probably going to re-sign him just because, <clears throat> you know, Jefferson really likes Kirk a lot. And Jefferson, you know, face of the franchise, dang near. He's got a lot of pull with the front office. And I... <clears throat> Okay, another hot take. Another hot take. This is like Also, a... real quick, did you okay. see all the players with the Kirk shirts in warm-up? Yeah. Yeah, I so, did. So, we're a Kirk Cousins team. I mean, great leadership. Our coaches like him. Our players like him. I don't see why we don't resign him. You know, what I would say with, with Kirk, just to add on to that, is I think he's earned himself one more crack at it with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I would say that. And that was my mindset going into this year is, you know, Kirk's brought us to the playoffs a couple of times. He's done well. I think if he doesn't get it done this year, we move on. And he wasn't able to finish this whole season. And he was starting to play really well with the 49ers game, with the game at Lambeau. <clears throat> I think he deserves one more shot. Just with everything he's done for us, he's done a great job of staying healthy up until this point. So, and he's always had a good attitude, leadership guy. Um, yeah. So I would, I would say Kirk, he has deserved himself one more chance. And then if that doesn't work, you can always throw in Dobbs or Hall or whoever. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I'd say I want Jefferson back too. I I think yeah. him and him and Addison together is just too lethal. Like, oh my goodness! Um, but him, Addison, Hawkinson. I mean, that's dangerous right there. And then when Acres gets healthy again, I wanted to say, um, you know, we're a Vikings podcast, but we got to shed some light on some other games. Did you Let's watch the Eagles last night? The Eagles. Uh, Timberwolves. Oh, Timberwolves. Yes. Um, I heard, I heard they won. Um, and it was like a insane game, but I, I did not watch any of the game. So, you know, some Vikings players were courtside. Um, TJ Hawkinson was there. Jordan Addison was there. Jay Jets showed up, popped out to the target center, and I think it helped. Um, they beat the Celtics in overtime. Anthony Edwards had like thirty-eight. And it reminded me of that game that we went to um, against the Nuggets when they won. So, shout out to the Timberwolves, man. One Minnesota, you know, we got to support other franchises. Dude. So, yes, sir, yes, sir. We also got the <laughs> the Wild starting up here. We got the Wild. Oh man, you know this is. I I feel like you know like fall is like one of the best seasons for sports because you know you got college football, you got NFL. You know, you know, MLB playoffs, like NBA starting up. It's like, you know, everything, man. It's 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 a fun time. Well, funny you bring that up. Uh, you know, the Gophers end up losing a big, big game on Saturday. Um, second string quarterback for uh, Illinois, you know, comes in and just lights him up. Cold blooded and crunch time wins the game. So I guess it's not just the Vikings that are bad against. Okay, I got a I got a, I got a really, quarterback. <laughs> I, got, I got a really personal question for you, if you don't mind sharing with the world. Um, as a as a as a Minnesotan that is no longer living in Minnesota and Florida, where you got just you're sitting by the palm trees and you know whatever. Is there has there been a time like this fall where you're like man like. I just, I just miss the leaves changing, like, or you just like, you know, I just forget the winter. I'm like, I'm not coming. You know, there's bits and pieces of me that misses that, but man, like this weekend, it was like mid to high eighties, sunny, little breeze, palm trees. I'm like, every time I think about Minnesota, I'm like, yeah, this is nicer. (laughs) Yeah. But I would say, you know, you don't miss scraping your car at all. Oh, no, no scraping my car. No throwing on the hat gloves before I come out. Dude, I was in, I was in a hoodie and pants when it was like 60 degrees here. <laughs> and I'm like, this is cold. And then all my Minnesota people are like, bro, are you serious right now? 60 is not cold. But um, my fiance is really, she likes the fall weather of Minnesota and the leaves changing. Um, we already have our Christmas decorations set up the day after Halloween. So Oh, you're one of you're one of those people. Huh? <laughs> I mean, personally, I said we don't have to go that fast, but uh, I guess it gives you a longer Christmas. So, um, yeah, That's we got to get through Thanksgiving first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm more on that that camp, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. As always, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Instagram at colmike.skull. And as always, Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes. Vikes.